0: This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 279, Comic Reviews, the week of Wednesday, June 10th. <music> Welcome to Comic Shenanigans. This is episode number 279. It's our Comic Reviews episode for the week of Wednesday, June 10th releases. I'm your host, Adam Chapman. Uh, Today we're going to take a look at releases from the week of uh, June 10th. I'm actually recording this on the day of June 10th, so I don't have as many comics to talk about as I typically would, just because um, I'm actually doing this on release day, uh, just because I know that I'm about to do a road trip on the weekend which will eventually be episode 280, so uh, I'm just kind of trying to make sure I get an episode done and in the can, so when I get back to my road trip, I can relax and not have to worry about, oh my god, I have a podcast, ah! Yes, that apparently is the sound I make when I have freaked out about not delivering on my own internal schedule that I'm the only one who cares about. Thanks, AJ. Uh, So, let's just jump into some of the releases. It's interesting, usually I have more of a waiting on Marvel releases, but this week I think it's a little bit more DC-oriented. Uh, first up is Batman 41 by uh, Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo. You know, I gotta say, I did not think I'd be nearly as as interested in what I ended up getting here than I was. Although I gotta say, uh, Maggie Sawyer has never looked like such a... like she. It looks like a man here. I keep saying Commissioner Sawyer, but it definitely seems to be different. Like, it... There's a shot here where you see, you see uh, Sawyer, looks like a man, and it's definitely a woman. It should be a woman, but it just seemed weird. Um, the whole idea of having um, Jim Gordon as the new kind of robo-Batman felt weird, but I gotta say, they kind of sold me on it because of how this issue was written. Um, it definitely made it feel like Gordon made a, a decision that you know was kind of strange, but it made they kind of made it make sense. The haircut doesn't really make sense. The fact that he's this bulked up and doesn't even look recognizable is a little crazy, but um, it was actually kind of a strong debut, and I didn't expect it to be as good as it was. Um, I think the script is better than the art this time around, but I think it was a very good issue. I think overall I'm going to give it maybe, I'll give it an 8, fuck it. Yeah, I think it was very very entertaining. I didn't necessarily expect it to be this entertaining, but it was a good issue, Uh, solid action. Um, and I, I think the fact that they kind of showed Gordon saying, fuck no, I'm not doing this, and kind of showing how he ended up changing his mind made it very organic, and then made me buy in as a reader. Uh, next up is Batman Superman number 21, where we have the new status quo for both characters kind of colliding. This is written by Greg Pak, artwork by Artie and C.F. Um, this c- it goes right from where we left um, Superman from Action Comics, which is the only downside is that it's not as simple to read if you haven't already read action comics that being said they get you up to speed pretty quickly and it's a a cool status quo there's a cool interaction between uh, Luther and uh, Kent which definitely reminded me of Luther's original feelings on finding out that Kent was uh, Superman way back in what Man of Steel 2 or something like that when uh, John Byrne relaunched it the fact that he was like there's no way it's got to be wrong uh, which is definitely cool seeing Batman going up against Superman it only works because superman doesn't have the powers that he normally does. If superman was able to have all his powers and could tell things and hear things and you know use his vision then this would be a very quick kind of battle, but because superman's much more depowered, the whole battle between batman and superman feels like it actually has stakes in a way that it typically wouldn't. Um This was, again, a really good issue, fantastic art, kind of cool to see the two concepts uh, coming up against each other, these very different status quos. I actually found myself enjoying it a lot more than I would have originally expected, and I felt that way about basically every Bat-related book that came out this week. I felt the same. This was a strong uh, Superman book, though. I mean, this was less about Superman. Sorry, less about Batman, more about Superman. And I was really kind of interested. And I think this new status quo, I don't know how long it's... It's going to go for and how long it can really survive, but I am finding it interesting and it's definitely a shot in the arm in terms of telling good Superman stories. You get to still learn more about the essence of Clark Kent as Superman, and it's a very different type of Superman because of the power level they're putting him at at the moment. So it's definitely interesting to read. Uh, Next up is Captain America and the Mighty Avengers. This is a last day's book, it's the last issue, uh, issue number what, nine? Uh, I actually thought this was extremely good uh, It's written by Al Ewing, artwork by Luke Ross um, We kind of get this slow countdown um, Seeing where all the Characters in this book kind of ended up Before it was all over um, It was actually In a lot of ways kind of a, a nice emotional ending You see everyone kind of Everyone, every main cast member here are Kind of going out the way they lived In a lot of ways um, uh, I there's not a lot maybe here in a lot of ways you just except for i guess monica rambeau her story kind of has a weird ending but everyone else you kind of see them not having a natural end and kind of doing what is right and what it's like to be an avenger in the face of the world ending what do you do when all hope is lost and it means you band together you help your fellow man and you do what you can to uh, make the world around you better even if it's only got two minutes till, till it's over uh, I thought this was really, really well done. I wasn't even a huge fan of this book all the way through. There's some good issues, but I wasn't, like, I wasn't necessarily reading every issue, and I wasn't necessarily a super fan. But um, this issue was really good. 8 out of 10. Next up is Detective Comics 41. Uh, it's written by Brian Bucciolato and Francis Manipal. Unfortunately, he doesn't do the art, because that, that cover looks brilliant. It really makes you wish that he was doing it. Uh, you got Blanco on artwork. Um, this was really good. It's becoming the Harvey Bullock book, which I am super into. Uh, Bullock was really fascinating here. Uh, Rene Montoya finally makes an appearance in the, not even the New 52, whatever you want to call this current reality. Um, it, reading this concurrently with Batman was kind of an odd read because he realized, oh, when did Harvey Bullock finally know about what was going on under the armor? Um, really well written. Great cliffhanger. Not, ex- not what I was expecting. Um... Fantastic art, although there's a, a sequence with Batman fighting I don't know, this masked guy and Harvey Bullock having sex with this woman, and I really wasn't sure if that was really necessary to have as much of a focus on them having sex. Like it just felt very oddly paced. Like I get it. You can kind of just have them sleeping together, but I didn't need to see it like this, and it just seemed a little excessive. Um, I did like the way they kind of play with time passing um, just like they did in the main book. The idea that you know Gordon took time to figure it out what, what he wanted to do. Uh, Bullock wanted to find the original Batman. Um, there's a lot going on here, but I thought it was a really well done book. Um, I'm going to give it, again, 8 out of... Well, maybe 7.5 out of 10. The artwork could have been a little bit stronger with Blanco. But uh, the script was extremely, extremely well done and very interesting. Next up is Earth 2 Society Number 1, which... I actually ended up finding a lot more interesting than I would have originally expected it to be. Uh, although the Batman um, artwork is atrocious, it just—I don't even like that design at all. Um, the artwork, uh, although the parts in shadow where we didn't kind of see the armor were a lot more interesting. It's written by uh, Daniel H. Wilson and Jorge, Jorge or George Jimenez. Artwork. Um, oh, sorry. It's written by Daniel H. Wilson. Artwork by Jimenez. Um, interesting if you didn't read Earth 2 or Earth 2 World's End this is going to be harder to understand if you didn't read Convergence you're still going to be confused Um, that being said for the most part I thought it was actually a pretty good launching pad or a good way to kind of jump into the book Um, I'm going to give it a maybe a 7 out of 10 this has actually been a pretty good week of comics. I think most of the comics this week are actually very enjoyable, especially the ones with New Directions. Speaking of, Red Hood and Arsenal, number one, by Scott Lobdell, and artwork by, I guess, Medjry. Um Although the covers are a lot better in terms of the artwork by, I guess, they look like they're by Rocket Fort. Um, and they just look a lot more, I don't know, something, a lot more detail-oriented, whereas that's not really what we got in the artwork by Dennis Medry. Um, I guess the covers were by... Let's see. Kenneth Rockefeller. Yeah. Um, cool issue. We have... You know, I actually thought it was really well written by Lovedell I really like the buddy comedy. Uh, There's kind of a surprise here with um, Jason Ty, which you don't see coming until it's too late. And it's, it's just a really cool twist. Uh, interesting to see how they're going to kind of take these characters and, and put them into action in a different way. And they're not just going to be outlaws anymore. I'm actually super pumped to see... What Lobdell's kind of got in store for this Um, If you want to hear a little bit more About Lobdell talking about this launch uh, Two months ago Or a couple months ago I think it was two months ago Episode 250 Which is what, 29 episodes ago? So that's a while ago Almost three months Um, We were talking to him about A lot of different things One of the things he talked about was Red Hood and Arsenal Uh, So it's definitely worth Kind of going back and listening to that episode And then kind of seeing How this first issue went Um, I actually really enjoyed this Again, the art could have been a bit stronger, but... Um, uh, what did I say I was giving it? I don't know. I'm mean, going to give it a 7 out of 10. Uh, the art's, I think, the only thing that's not as strong, but the script was great. Uh, next up is Secret Wars 2099, number 2, by Peter David and Will Slinney. It's fun. Um, a- again, expanding on some of the concepts from the first issue, the whole Captain America, Roberta issue. Uh, not a lot of the other characters get a lot of time for, uh, for characterization, although I guess Hercules kind of does. Um, as they throw it out against Hulk and then I guess we introduced the Defenders of 2099 here Um, the artwork did not seem as polished as it seemed over on Spider-Man 2099, I'm sad we're not really getting any of the Spider-Man 2099 concepts or characters still good, but I think it could be a little stronger 6.5 out of 10 Uh, next up is Silk, which was really well done, I just never thought this book would be as enjoyable as it is Uh, Artwork is by Stacey Lee. It's written by Robbie Thompson. Uh, Extremely uh, engrossing. Um, The whole part with J. Jonah Jameson, I just thought was such a a nice thing that actually felt like it did make sense to have happen, Uh, but it it still kind of took me by surprise, but a good way. Um, The whole part with Black Cat and uh, Silk was really well done as well. Uh, The end was a great kind of cliffhanger. Uh, It remains just a a very big surprise of a book, but extremely, a lot of fun. Sorry, an extreme amount of fun. (laughs) Uh, And last but not least, it's Ultimate End, number two, which I still think is kind of a weird book, because it's these two different realities that know that they're intruding on each other, but at the same time, it's not quite proper 616, and not quite proper you know, ultimate, but it's kind of that way. Like it's very, it's it's kind of in this weird, nebulous spot. Um, ultimately, the things that happen here, I guess, won't really end up mattering, or at least it feels like they won't. Uh, the parts with um, Tony and Tony were interesting and intriguing. Uh, the Peter Parker, Aunt May, and uh, Gwen Stacy parts were kind of felt like an extension of where the characters were in Spider Men, which again makes you wonder how this works in this kind of reality. Um, which version of the Punisher are we seeing kind of escape either. We have Hulk on Hulk, but which Green Hulk is this? Knowing that earlier in the issue we saw him as Doc Green, which that part doesn't really make a lot of sense. Uh, the very end is kind of cool, seeing two different versions of Iron Man streaming towards um, you know this, this big action sequence and then having all these characters from both uh, the Ultimate and uh, 616 universes heading towards the action as well. It just It just still feels like a very confusing book. Uh, the artwork by Mark Begley is great. The script is good, but, again, just confusing, and I think that's part of what brings it down for me. So I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. That's everything from uh, that I've had a chance to read, anyway, from June 10th. Uh, some of the books I haven't had a chance to read yet, and there's a ton of them. Uh, some of the highlights, anyway, include Uncle Scrooge number 2, um... else we got here uh captain marvel and carol core number one inferno number two canaan the last padawan number three marvel zombies number one uh silver surfer number 12 spider gwen number five weird world number one spider verse number two um uh gotham academy 17 catwoman number 41 uh starfire number one i'm excited to give that a shot and see what that's like um, looking ahead to next week, so that would make it the 17th of June. Man, June's really flying by. I don't know about you, but holy crap, is it really moving quickly. Maybe it's also because I have vacation coming at the, uh, end of June, but it really feels like it's, June's like a freight train right now, like it's, it, it just hasn't stopped. Um, so coming out on June 17th, some of the highlights include the following, uh, Black Canary number one, Black Canary and Zatanna Bloodspell, trade paperback, uh, Deathstroke, trade Paperback Volume 1 uh, launches of Doomed by Scott Lobdell Doctor Fate, number 1 uh, we've got the Flash hardcover Volume 6 called Out of Time we got Justice League of America by Hitch both writing and illustrating, number 1 uh, we've got a new launch of uh, Martian Manhunter, number 1 Prez, number 1, Robinson of Batman number 1 um, the last trade of Red Hood and the Outlaws from uh, back in the New 52 before the new launch um, we've got Secret Six number three finally coming out, new issues of Sinestro, Superman Wonder Woman, as well as Wonder Woman 41. Uh, over at, I believe, let's see, Image Comics. I, oh, I thought we were going to get a Manhattan Projects, but unfortunately not, not yet. Um, over at Marvel, we've got the amazing X-Men trade paperback volume three, the once and future Juggernaut, which is really fun. Uh, Annihilation Conquest Omnibus is coming out. I missed the boat and buy in buying the, the first Annihilation one, and I'm just not sure if this is something I want to pick up or not. I'm really torn. Uh, we've got The Avengers Time Runs Out, Premiere Hardcover Volume 4. Looking forward to that. Uh, the Captain America Epic Collection, Streets of Poison. Um, the Captain America Mighty Avengers trade Paperback Volume 1 called Open for Business. Uh, Darth Vader Director's Cut Number 1. Death Rock Number 9, which is one of my favorite books on the stands. So overlooked, but really good. Fantastic Four Trade Paperback Volume 4 and is Forever uh, Magneto as a part of Secret Wars Last Days crossover uh, new issues of Moon Knight There's a Miss Marvel Last Days book uh, Old Man Logan issue number two issue number one was fantastic so I'm really pumped for this Uh, We've got the first trade paperback of Spider-Woman, which is Spider-Verse, which, to be honest, is nothing like what we get afterwards, which is fantastic. Uh, We've got Runaways, number one, Squadron Sinister, number one, Star Wars Director's Cut, number one, Thor's number one, and this is something I never thought I'd see. From 998, X-Men, trade paperback, The Hunt for Professor X, uh, which I think I talked about a couple months ago in a comic book, I think a Comic Talk Spotlight episode, or it might have been a flashback episode now that I think about it. Anyways, thank you for joining us for this episode of Comic Shenanigans. This has been episode 279, our comic reviews episode for releases from Wednesday, June 17th. Sorry, 10th. What am I talking about? You can email us at comic shenanigans at com. like us on Facebook, rate view review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and also post in our HD almost when those we'll finally start going up again, as well as you can listen to us on Stitcher. So thank you very much for listening to the episode. If you want to become a supporter of the show, check out the link at the bottom of our post, uh, or I guess if you look up uh, on an iOS device, feel that there is a link there that if you type it in, you can... Um, Find out more information about supporting the show. We really appreciate it. It's more about just being able to pay for the uh, subscription fee for Podbean more than anything else. uh, We don't have any advertising on the show, so it's just a way to kind of keep it going uh, thanks to listeners uh, who are able to support us. Next episode should be – I say should be because all these things are uh, sometimes – Uh, in the air we never really know but the next episode should be our comic shenanigans on the road episode first one since I think episode 206 uh, where I'll be on a road trip with Paul Scores and and Richard Bryson so we're going to talk some comics Uh, so that should be coming up uh, or on next episode, which is 280, which will come out uh, probably around the 19th of June. On the 26th of June, we should be having episode 282, which will be our conversation with Mike Diodato Jr., which I recently uh, recorded that episode, so I think that'll be a lot of fun and Um, a really interesting, informative listen. Anyways, thank you for listening to this episode. I've been losing my voice. Uh, If you listen to episode 277, I was losing my voice because I recorded the episodes back to back. So hopefully for for the... On the Road episode, which will be episode, as I said, 280, which I'm recording a couple days after this recording. Uh, Hopefully my voice will not have left me completely, but instead will have returned, and I'll be able to actually use my voice. So thank you again for listening to this episode and putting up with my voice, and we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.